0: Bullshit is everywhere.
1: Bullshit is rampant. b b bullshit b b bullshit Welcome back to the Bullshit Filter. My name is Cameron Riley. How are you, Ray? Doing great. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Um, this- I'm freezing. You're sweating, right? Exactly. I'm. I literally, <laughs> and I do mean yep. literally, have an ice pack on yeah. the back of my neck. I have a jug of ice water at my side. Sweating like oh, a dog, God. man.
0: <laughs> um, hey, uh... I have my winter pajamas on. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing
1: uh episode 4, 2.4 of Gun Control today, and we're getting into the American episodes, and we've got a lot to get through, so uh, let's just get yeah. into it, because I think we've got four hours of chatting to do here, and uh, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that we are recording this episode on the fifth anniversary of the Sandy Hook Elementary School Massacre, where 20 children aged between six and seven years old, as well as six adult staff members, were shot and killed in 2012.
0: Right. I remember And this is the part where I'm supposed to say, and that is when our country turned it around. Uh, but alas, we have not.
1: Yeah, I remember when it happened and there was a lot of talk about well this is the defining moment when surely when 26 year old children are killed in a single mass mm. shooting this is when America's going to stand up and actually get something done here we are five years later and you know if anything it's uh, the reverse is true um, Yeah. so we all know America has a gun problem but does it That's how I want to start this episode. Does it have a gun problem? I mean, it Mm -hmm. certainly has a lot of gun-related homicides, but is that a problem? Right. Or is it just a matter of perspective? Okay. That's not a rhetorical question. I'm actually asking you, Ray. Is it a problem or (laughs) is it not a problem? Uh, uh, Is it just uh, people making a big deal out of nothing? As an American, what do you think?
0: Right. Now, well, as we're going to see later on in one of these four hours, there are other countries who have a, a relatively high number of guns, and those countries also have a relatively high number of shootings versus other countries with fewer guns. However, none of them, and I'm mostly thinking of Switzerland, but none of them come anywhere close to America. So we have... A very complex, multi-layered problem that guns are just a part of um, that I'm sure we're going to go into. I don't know if it's American, the American psyche, uh, American culture, fascination with fame, copycats. I have no idea what, but out of all the different problems we have, it does seem to be the fact that it is just way too easy to get your hand on a very powerful weapon, and not just a 22 pistol, but something very powerful, and that you could do a lot of damage with. So, we do have a problem, and obviously, it has it, it probably it's probably a problem that has um, uh, deep roots. Uh, a lot come from a lot of different places, but uh, we definitely have a problem. And because it's so complex, we probably have no idea on how to even begin to fix it, which which is pathetic. But that's my two cents. Hmm.
1: Interesting.
0: Um. Well, a, a recent Pew
1: poll. Pew, pew. That's how the, it's named for gun controls.
0: Pew, 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 pew. pew. No. Um, oh, r- real quick. We sh- we <laughs> should say something real quick. I-, I have to say this real quick because in the next four hours we are going to talk around the topic of shootings and probably hopefully not too many actual shootings so there will be some jokes, there will be some levity, because if you just sit here and, and you keep a straight face the entire time for four hours, it could very easily be a very depressing and overwhelming topic that just, as you can tell by the news, it just, uh, it has numbed, uh, certainly has numbed the people of, of this country. Um, so we're going to try to have a little fun with this. So just, Dude, just seriously know that if, going. If
1: in. they're fucking listening to this, they fucking subscribe to the <laughs> show. If they subscribe to the show, I, they know who we are and how we do things. So a, really, I just felt do, you, it was do you need to explain that you're an necessary. American and I'm an my, Australian? Do you need like, no, seriously, my Come lawyer,
0: on. you know what? People know you're going to be in the United gonna, States soon. And I yeah. have a gun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so might, you no, might want to walk that one back. But you can't find the bullets. Um, no, I can't. Now, <laughs> according to a recent Pew poll... Half of Americans say gun violence is a very big problem in the United States. So that's what Americans say, not what I'm saying or even Ray is saying. Uh, And let's review the modern stats. We covered them in the other episodes, but um, let's just recap. America has 101 guns per 100 people. Mm-hmm. By comparison, Australia has thirteen point seven guns per one hundred people. UK has three point seven eight. Canada twenty five. So, America has a lot more guns per one hundred people than those countries. And yeah, I've got some notes on Switzerland uh, later on too. We'll get to. We'll look at. We'll be able to do a comparison between the US and Switzerland. Um, right. Between thirty five to forty two percent. Of households in the United States have at least one gun. Mm-hmm. There are about ten to eleven thousand gun homicides a year in the United States. You have two hundred and thirty times the chance of being killed by someone with a gun if you live in America compared to Australia. Right. There are another 21,000 gun suicides a year. And as we'll explore uh, later on, whereas suicide rates per capita are dropping all over the civilized world, they're going up in America.
0: Right.
1: Including, I see today, the uh, congressman from Kentucky. Yeah who was accused of sexually molesting a 17-year-old girl in a church when he was a pastor. He said it's not true, and then he shot himself in the head. Um, Now, and of course, there are the mass shootings. On average, about one a day, if you use the FBI-derived definition. Now, uh, 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 when we did the first couple of episodes, I had some feedback, people on email and Facebook going, Oh, well, you're not. What fucking definition of mass shootings are you using? The fucking FBI's definition, all right? You disagree right, with this right. definition, take it up with J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> fucking, it's not... I didn't just invent this, motherfucker. It's not the so-called right. liberal media that invented This is the FBI's definition. Yeah. Four or more
0: shot <clears throat>
1: and or killed... It, does that
0: include right does that include the shooter let
1: me fucking finish the sentence fucker i was
0: i thought it was a conversation sorry
1: (laughs) conversation (laughs) jesus when has this ever been a conversation the
0: four or more shot
1: and or killed in a single event at the same general time and location not including the shooter Mm. thank you you're welcome yeah. Sorry if I'm a bit tense. I'm <laughs> tired this morning. It's a big topic. I haven't had a lot of sleep. <laughs> and technical problems. Uh, oh. Four or more shot. Now, the Gun Violence Archive mapped 1,516 mass shootings, by that definition, in 1,735 days. Um, so, what's that? Sort of three, four, five, five years? Five, three, five, five, about, about five years. <laughs> My maths, yeah. my maths ain't working. Um, <laughs> for something, maybe four years. Fuck it, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, right. it, it basically average out. There's a mass shooting every nine out of ten days on average in the United States by that definition.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, if you limit the definition of a mass shooting as some people would like to do, to whether a three or more victims actually killed, not just wounded, by the attacker, and right. You exclude shootings that are the result of an armed robbery or gang violence, more conventional mm-hmm. crimes. There's still about right. one a month. So we're talking the random Sandy Hook slash fucking, you know, Las Vegas style, yeah. crazy person goes on a rampage type shooting. Still about one a month. Now, right. Australia's had none in 20 years. UK has had, I think we said, one in 20 years. Um, as we'll see, Switzerland hasn't had one in, or has had one, I think, in f- 30, 40 years. Um, you know, Japan has none. Germany has none. I mean, most countries around the world, this just doesn't happen. But even if you take out, if you take out gang violence and armed robbery, and I'm going to argue that we shouldn't take out gang violence, but if you do, there's still one a month. Which is a lot less than nine out of every ten days, and we'll get into uh, uh, gang violence as we get into this too. Now, since we recorded our first episodes in this series on the 28th of October, there have been Mm -hmm. 30 mass shootings in the United States, including one at an elementary school in California where five adults were killed and several children were injured, and one at the First Baptist Church in Texas, where 27 adults and children were killed and another 20 were injured. I know when we recorded our first episodes in the gun control series, the uh, shooting in Las Vegas had just happened. And we were saying, you know, this is bad, but I guarantee you a month from now we'll have forgotten all about it and we'll be talking about another one. And, you know, the first Baptist church has certainly taken up a lot more media than the Mandalay Bay shooting uh, in the last couple of weeks. So, yeah.
0: So if I can give a... Yeah,
1: go ahead. My, well, my question to you, Ray, was going to be, why is America's positions on guns so vastly different from comparable countries? But judging from what you said before, you don't really have an answer to that. So you want to say something else?
0: Yeah, I was just going to add a couple of stats um, from from the maybe the same pew. This was June of 2017. I just thought this was really interesting when you break it down on party lines even though you and a lot of other people, and probably rightly so, see the two, uh, uh, American political parties as two right-wing parties and not a right and a left. Um, so according to this Pew Research, uh, June, 2017, 30% of the people who were surveyed said they owned a gun. 11 more percent said they lived with someone who owned a gun. Uh, people, uh, 46% of the people who lived in rural areas said they were go- gun owners versus 28 people, uh, 28% of people who lived in the suburbs, um, and in forty four percent of Republicans said they owned guns versus twenty percent of the Democrats. Uh, what I thought was really interesting was that um eight out of ten gun owners uh say their friends own guns as well, so again we uh we tend to Get along and, and socialize with people who are like us, who have similar, who have similar likes and dislikes and and uh, philosophies towards life. Um, I thought this was interesting. Seventy-eight uh, percent of Democrats who were non-gun owners think that the gun law should be more strict. However, when it came to Republicans, um, about forty forty-six percent of them said that the gun laws were about right. Thirty percent said that they should be less strict, and twenty-four said they should be more strict. So. What do you do with such a controversial issue where obviously where people are dying almost every day when the country seems to be sp- almost split in some ways right down the middle and guns have been with us since even before we were a country? I mean, it's a part of our culture. And you and I know how powerful culture is from all the podcasts we've done. So what do you possibly do when it is part and parcel of what you believe makes you an American or what makes you... Somehow, your country different from the rest of the world.
1: Do you know what else was part of your culture for a long time, and was split fairly evenly? Slavery.
0: Yeah. So slavery. Slavery. Yeah. yeah.
1: So what did you do about that?
0: Yeah. We literally had to kill each other and kill enough of the people who wanted to keep it in order to end it. Well, there you go. There's
1: your solution. <laughs> Civil War. No two. <laughs> Oh, you like guns, motherfuckers? Uh, but- all right.
0: <laughs> Try this. Bring, yeah. it, bring
1: it on. Yeah. Um, no, look, you, you bring up a good point. I mean, th- there is a huge divide in your country. I, I say that, well, first of all, I think as I said in the early episodes, I don't think America's ever going to change. I think you're fucked. Um, <clears throat> you're right. Uh, so there's that. But B, if you were going to change, it would take an act of political leadership on the issue. It would take it would take an actual political leader uh, to somehow be manufactured in the vat of a mad scientist. Yeah, uh, in a we secret, don't have any s- on a on a secret island somewhere. <clears throat> um, yeah, who has uh, you know lasers on uh, sharks and stuff and sharks with freaking lasers. <laughs> and it'd have to go. You know yeah. what? Uh, we're just you know we are going to do what John Howard did in Australia and what. Uh, uh, I think John Major did in the United Kingdom. Uh, we're just gonna take some fucking leadership on this issue and say, you know what? It's, this is this ends today. I don't give a fuck if you don't like it. This is this is ending. And uh, you want You want to have an armed rebellion in the streets? Fine. Here's my army. Um, uh, introduce him to my army. Uh, and you want to vote me out? That's fine. I don't give a fuck. But we're doing it. You can repeal it right. and, and turn it around. Like you just did net neutrality today congratulations on repealing net neutrality america you fucking retards but uh <laughs> next you'll be repealing freedom of the press and uh it's free speech fuck me anyway
0: the 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 only thing we got right this week was uh not letting roy moore yes. in office but but i but i'm sure you saw how I did. close well, I vote, how in the fuck was it that close? Anyway, the,
1: the the graph I saw, and I haven't fact checked this, but the graph I saw was that the vast majority of white people voted for Roy Moore, and oh, yeah. the non-whites voted against him, and it was the non-white vote that won. That, yeah. so well done, yeah. well done, white people yeah. in Alabama, you yeah, fucking bunch Jeez. of. Pedophile racists, uh, congratulations! <laughs> actually, I actually don't know if that makes them racist. That's the Pedophile lovers—that's
0: the only all. thing we got. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing we got right this week. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. Hey, let me let me ask you a question because uh, it, this is. I've read so many articles over the last couple of weeks. My head is just, everybody's got ideas. Everybody's, you know, everybody's writing about how this is never going to work. This is never going to be resolved. Let, let me ask you this, because if there's this one article that said this would work, but it would be absolutely horrendous um, in, in order for this to come about. So anyways, um... After World War II, there was a psychologist, um, J.T. McCurdy, who did an who did a study on the bombings of London during 1940 and 41, and he found that pe- basically people fell into three different categories. There were people who survived a near miss, there were people who survived a remote miss, and then there were people who 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 weren't even really threatened at all. They just heard the bombs or whatever, and they were saying that um, people did not really care you like truly truly get up and do something about it care unless they were survived a near miss uh the other two they were just kind of grateful and they went about their lives but th- this person was using the study to make the experiment um to make the, the to make the point until we get to a point where we all or or a majority of us know someone Either directly or indirectly, who's been killed by a mass shooting, that we're not going to be horrified enough to uh, to actually do something about it, to literally storm on Washington and, and you know make them do something. Like uh, you know, 20 years ago, the idea of making uh, uh, allowing gays to be married was insane, but. Because so many people have come out of the closet and they've embraced that kind of life, we all now know or are related to someone who's gay. So it doesn't seem such a big deal. You know, 40, 50 years ago, people didn't talk about cancer because it was embarrassing. Now everybody's fighting cancer and they're coming up with cool slogans. And now it's no big deal to get out there and say you got cancer and you survived. So it's like, I I certainly hope it doesn't get, have to get to the point where we all have to know someone who, Or we all have lost someone in a shooting before we're actually going to get up enough courage or anger or whatever you want to call it to actually get up and and write a letter, send an email, vote a different way or whatever. But sometimes in my more pessimistic moods, I actually think that that's true. It's going to have to, because if school children get shot, we don't do anything. 59 people in Vegas, we don't do anything. I mean, what is it going to take for us to get out of our stupor and... I have absolutely well, no idea what the answer is. My answer,
1: you know, my take on that is nothing. It's never going to happen. I, mean, I don't even want to get into it. I, I think you're right. I don't think it's ever think going to happen. Right. I think Americans are going to shoot each other to, shoot each other to death. Um yeah. and that's it, you know. Anyway, let's I want to talk about the facts and the data. I don't want to get into problem solving, right? Sure. Sure. <clears throat> Maybe at the end of the 4 hours we can do that if we're still cognizant. <laughs> Yeah. Now, um, I asked the, the, the question before, why is America different from other comparable countries? And, and look, it's complex. I just want to try and pick apart some of the arguments for and against mm-hmm. America taking the same kinds of steps that the rest of the developed world has done to reduce gun violence. Now, some people and you alluded to this before, tell me that America's just different because it has a violent past and guns have always been a way of life. Honestly, <clears throat> I think that's intellectually lazy. Lots of countries have had a violent fucking past. America is not the only mm-hmm. country with a violent past. You know other countries that have had a pretty violent past? Germany. Uh, hello? <laughs> Japan. Uh, they had fucking samurais walking around with motherfucking swords yeah. and ninjas hiding in plain sight that you couldn't see and yet they have no gun deaths germany has no gun deaths they have no mass shootings they have no gun deaths so don't 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 tell me oh <laughs> we we've got a we've got a it's we're we're so special we have a violent past fuck no, off no, with of that australia was founded as a penal colony We were literally, our our Aboriginal population aside, I'm sorry Indigenous Australians, the white version of Australia was founded with a bunch of guards pointing guns at a bunch of prisoners. You know, that's a pretty violent past as well, so... And we've had revolutions, and we've had cowboys, and we've had all of that. Fuck off with this America, American exceptionalism bullshit. It doesn't stack up. You st- get your hands off your dicks. You're not that <laughs> fucking special, America. Deal with it. Right. You want to say mm, something?
0: Yeah. No, no. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll. <sighs> I'm sure we'll get into that. No, when I was reading about American exceptionalism, um, and again, the best that anybody could come up with. And again, uh, trying to peel it peel it apart was, yeah, we've just we just always had guns. And so it, here's an interesting statistic. I'm trying to remember it exactly, but it was like people, you know, as far as making tougher gun laws, 50% of the people say, yeah, General, we should do something about it. This is horrific. But supposedly two-thirds of the people would say no if you decided to take all guns away. So I don't know. There's just something in the American culture where – whether it's for protection or protection from the state or from the neighbor down the street or because it makes us more macho or what the fuck ever. I don't know. It's probably a whole lot of different reasons that come together to make this very powerful bond between the average American and the idea of having the right to own a gun.
1: Well, I think you've you just hit the nail on the head. That is a big part of it. I mean, America sees having... Access to guns as a right. The rest of the world sees mm. it as a privilege. Mm. Gotcha. And we'll explore that as we go on. You know, uh, I want to keep talking about another violent country, though. Uh, Russia, relatively violent yeah. history. Uh, the According yeah. to the University of Sydney, about 25% of homicides in Russia are committed with guns. In the USA, it's about 60 to 80%, depending on the numbers you look at. Uh, by the way, yeah. Russia's, Russia's homicide rate, not, mm-hmm. not gun homicide, but overall homicide rate, is nearly double that of the USA. Whew. But the Damn. amount of those committed with guns is uh, yeah. a fraction of America's. The, the, the rest of their homicides are just uh, hitting people with vodka bottles, mostly. Right. No, they they have a lot they have a lot more uh, bombings over there. A lot of Chechnyan bombings and stuff like yeah. that going on. Um, by the way, speaking of Russia, the homicide rate in Russia has tripled since 1989-1990. It is now the uh, one of the highest in the world. Any guesses why?
0: Um is an economic downturn? I have no idea.
1: What happened in Russia in 1990,
0: 1991, right? Oh, you mean the fall of the, uh, the Soviet Union. Yeah. 92 with, Jeb, with George Bush, yeah.
1: Yeah. Capitalism. Yeah, I mean capitalism came to Russia and their homicide and rate started
0: killing everybody. Has tripled.
1: Well, the you know, the as as many problems as the Soviet Union had, there was a social safety net of a form. Uh, for people, ah. and that disappeared yeah. when they went capitalist. And uh, homicide rate increased. They're also the second biggest drinkers of hard liquor in the world. That'll do it. Uh, yeah. I don't know if those two yeah. things are connected. By the way, do you know which country is number one with hard liquor?
0: No. Who? You know, if you're going to take a guess, um, I always thought that either the British or the Germans were pretty hard drinkers, but maybe that's a stereotype.
1: South Korea.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, I I would be drinking a lot too if I lived that close to, to Rocket Man.
1: Me too, man. Absolutely. Yeah. We could all be dead <laughs> tomorrow and we're going to drink. I'm going to toss them <laughs> yeah. back.
0: Yeah. yeah, good point. I had no idea.
1: Now, until a few years ago, there were pretty tough restrictions on gun ownership in Russia. They've loosened up a little bit since 2014. Um, but a 2011 poll found that 81% of Russians opposed easing the existing gun regulations. So even in a country that is twice yeah. as violent, twice as many homicide rates as America, eighty one percent of the population are like, shit, we're violent enough, man. Don't give us any more guns. If you give us more right. guns, imagine what's yeah. gonna happen then. You know, even the Russians are more sensible yeah. on the issue than the Americans. I don't know what to say. I mean, fuck me.
0: <laughs> when even the Russians <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a semi-serious question. If you and I dug up John Wayne and we got his DNA and we replicated him and we put him in charge of the country and John Wayne himself, John motherfucking Wayne said, look, guys, pilgrims, we've got to get rid of these fucking guns. It is going to be the wedge that tears this country down. Do you think that would have?
1: You mean the original MMM in effect? Marion Mitchell Morrison, you know John Wayne yeah. didn't exist. Yeah, right? yeah. John Wayne was it uh, was, yeah. was 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 you know a character, you right? Know, you know Marion Morrison was really an actor. He wasn't yeah. really a gunslinging gun, gun type, right? But I'm just
0: say- I'm just saying that someone that punching, across the board Americans who don't know very much about him obviously either like or love or appreciate or that reminded us us <sighs> when, when we were strong when America was great. But but, you've already got... got, Okay, let's be more serious. If Ronald Reagan got who? Another actor. You've already got Donald
1: Trump, man. He is. John Wayne (laughs) and and Ronald Reagan all rolled up into one. You don't need... He's
0: impotent and he's orange. No, if Reagan came back and said, Well, Well... Well, gotta get rid of these guns. They're not good. I'm telling you. Well, as we will see, what would it take? If you'd let me fucking get on with the show,
1: as you'll see, Ronald Reagan (laughs) did say that. Did he? When he was the governor of California, Ronald Reagan said, "You know, we gotta get rid of these guns. This isn't any good." (laughs) I know I played a cowboy once in a movie before I became a corporate shill for General Electric, <laughs> but really, uh, we have to get rid of the guns. What was that, Nancy? Is it is a bedtime? Yeah. Time to take a nap. Yeah. What? <laughs> selling, selling weapons to the Iranians. What? I didn't. I don't remember <laughs> signing that order. Um, Japan. No. Yeah, pretty violent history, six gun-related homicides a year. So America stands alone when compared to comparable countries. Now, according to a Gallup poll in 2017, only 28% of Americans overall favoured a ban on handguns. But here's my point. It wasn't Mm -hmm. always this way. Right. In 1959, 60% of Americans favoured a ban on handguns. Hmm. What has changed since 1959 to go from 60% of Americans saying, "Yeah, we need a ban on handguns," to only 28%? It's dropped by two thirds. What has changed?
0: I'm, I'm going to be really. I'm going to show my southern side and say civil um, civil rights. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Civil rights. I hate, end, end of I hate segregation. Being right.
0: I mean, segregation, that, yeah.
1: it's one thing that's changed anyway. Um, yeah. and there, th- there is at least some, some, um, truth to that and, and we'll get into it. Now, here's you know, one of the other things that's always come up when I talk to Americans about, uh, uh, guns is they go, well, we had the fucking wild west. <laughs> and oh I'm like, t- well, I, <laughs> you need to stop right? getting history from fucking Hollywood movies. You <laughs> dumb motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Now we're talking about the Wild West. Now, for a long time, gun control laws weren't controversial in the United States. They were, in fact, the norm. <laughs> Within yeah. a generation of the uh, quote-unquote founding fathers, or the you know the the tax dodgers, as I like to think of them, um, <laughs> many states passed laws banning any citizen from carrying a concealed gun. Within a generation of the Second Amendment actually being written, lots of states were passing gun laws. Uh, mm. in fact, you know, the, the the in the Wild West when you when you turned up to a town in the Wild West, you were actually you, you had to turn in your guns to the sheriff while you were in inside Damn. the local city limits. Damn. Frontier towns that we've seen in TV series and 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 Hollywood Tombstone Deadwood Dodge these places right. actually had the most restrictive gun control laws in the country in fact most of those places have less gun control now than they had back in the 1800s
0: god now I mean, I get, you know, you got to turn them in at the town because you're going to be boozing it up and you got a whole bunch of people and people piss off other people. But obviously, when you're traveling, you've got bandits, you've got Native Americans, you've got bears, you've got, in case the robots go crazy in the West world or whatever. But yeah, when you get into the town, check your gun in. You can get it when you leave. And from what I can, from, from what I've found, people did not, some people, a lot of people did not have a problem with that. Yeah, this is what you do. This is how you keep society. Here's my gun. Give me my chit or whatever and and go about my business while I'm in town. I'll pick up my gun on the way out. I I was flabbergasted by that. I had no idea that's what they did back then.
1: That would be a that would be a much different fucking western. That's what we should do is get Ronald Reagan and John Wayne back <laughs> and you make a western where they stroll up and they see a sign that says, and these were the signs that were literally there, leave yeah. your revolvers at police headquarters and get a check. And they'd be like, well, all right, there, come Hulk, <laughs> I guess I'll leave my guns with you. Okay, well, you know, let's shake on a partner. You know, very different fucking Hollywood Western if everyone's just willfully handing in <clears throat> their guns and going and being nice to each other. Getting drunk boring. over a poker game, yeah. going well. I would shoot you right now, cold punk. But, <laughs> but I, I handed in my guns. So my check. how about I we just uh, shake on it and agree to disagree <laughs> on the issue, like fucking adults, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> or or just fist fight. Yeah. It's over within two minutes. Exactly. And nobody's really seriously hurt. Exactly. Yeah. Move on. Of
1: course, Move if on. if it's yeah. Deadwood, then Al and pulls out a Bowie knife. You had to hand in your Bowie <laughs> knives too. I don't think yeah. I don't think Al oh needed god. to hand his in because let's face it, it was Al's town. <laughs> Al gets gets to make the rules in Deadwood. But he's the rule maker. Everyone else yeah. had to hand in their Bowie <laughs> knife. So,
0: oh my god, when Al
1: came, and, and when J- Al snuck up behind you to cut your throat, you couldn't right. fight back.
0: It. And just to be clear, for those of, for the people who owned homes around the town, yeah, they could keep their gun for protection or whatever. And again, when you're traveling, you kept your gun, but when you were in town, you checked it in like your raincoat or whatever, and you went about your business.
1: Yeah. Now you check your guns like you check your your overcoat at a at a restaurant <laughs> in winter. Visitors were welcome, but guns were not, according to a book uh, by Adam Winkler, who's a professor of constitutional law at. UCLA. He wrote a book called Gunfight The Battle Over the Right to Bear Arms in America. Um, There's a photo, and I've seen this photo. I think I posted it on our Facebook page. Photo Mm -hmm. taken in Dodge City in 1879. There's a huge wooden billboard in the middle of the street that says the carrying of firearms is strictly prohibited. Not just concealed weapons, but firearms. Not, Not even a shotgun, rifle. You just can't come into Dodge City carrying a gun
0: now what was their motivation for that besides general safety
1: well it was general safety i think uh you know, when the city uh was first formed when dodge city residents formed their first municipal government the very first law they passed was mm-hmm. gun control hookers law. oh right, right, yeah. right, right hookers was next but the very first law was gun control law. Well, I saw, a, I saw a, some dickhead wrote a review of one of our shows on iTunes, this is Caesar or something the other day. And he basically basically made out that we spend ninety nine percent of our time talking about prostitutes. He
0: said, Oh, I just couldn't get through all the prostitute no, talk. Seventy eight percent at most. Yeah, we have a we, we yeah. have a
1: little alarm that goes off once we hit seventy eight percent, then we pull back. Ding, 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 ding. Um yeah. The, oh, wow. the law in Dodge City were declared that any person or persons found carrying concealed weapons in the city of Dodge or violating the laws of the state shall be dealt with according to law. <clears throat> that was that first law that yeah. they passed. Nice. Um, even Tombstone, the famous uh, you know location of the gunfight at the OK Corral, the gun... Right. banned the carrying of guns in fact i learned this i wasn't aware of this i learned that the gunfight of the OK corral
0: was actually about gun control (laughs) did you know that i did not know until i read it they were actually enforcing the law on the books and the guys didn't want to give up their guns so they had to go out and they had to they had to deal with it I did not know that. I just thought they were being badasses.
1: So for people, non-Americans like myself and, and maybe even Americans who don't know the story of the gunfight of the OK Corral, this is the Earp brothers, including Wyatt Earp, and they were yeah. fighting against a group called the Cochise County Cowboys. I'm not sure if Cochise is pronounced Cochise, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Um, sure. Now, <clears throat> uh, Cowboys, by the way... Chrissy didn't know this, but the term cowboy originally meant outlaw. If you were a legitimate herder, you were called a herder or or a rancher. A cowboy was a a boy who came and stole your cows. Um, But that sort of changed in time, probably because of Hollywood. But um, according to the Earps version of events, their fight with the cowboys was in self-defense because the cowboys were armed. Which was in violation of the local laws of Tombstone. You weren't allowed to come into the town right. area carrying guns, and the cowboys did. Yeah, and the uh, the Earps uh, felt that they they were, they were being threatened by this, so that it turned into a gunfight.
0: Yeah, it it was a uh, town ordinance number nine. It is hereby declared unlawful to carry in the hand or upon the person or otherwise any deadly weapon within the limits of said city of tombstone without first obtaining a permit in writing. They were breaking the law. They had to be dealt with
1: breaking the law because they were carrying guns right into the, into the city. So (coughs) why was, was pro gun control. Um, by the way, I also found out that uh, the, the shootout actually took place six doors down from the OK Corral. Uh, the original name of it was the Gunfight Six Doors Down from the OK Corral.
0: <laughs> That's and too long of a title.
1: It wasn't catching on, so Wyatt Earp had to bring in his marketing team, Barry and Stan <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Ralph... And, uh, you know, eventually oh they, they, they put it through some focus groups. They tested it and they said, you know, let's just shorten it. It's always about three, four words gunfight at the OK Corral. He said, well, gunfight, and that's five words. And they go, well, no one, you don't count <laughs> no. the at and the the. People don't hear no, that. It's like gunfight at the OK Corral. Gunfight <laughs> at the Okay, it's basically standard. it's basically three yeah. words right if you if you just right. like mumble the actors <clears throat> and he said right. well it, but it wasn't at the okay like, no one's gonna know that they're like not, seriously no, no. Yeah. Now, how many people have ever been to fucking tombstone really you think anyone gives a shit yeah. um, <laughs> they're gonna
0: know yeah. yeah they're not gonna
1: know speaking of I which did, I did wanna yeah the book that built Wyatt Earp into a legend no one fucking knew who Wyatt Earp was Until a couple of years after he died, a guy called Stuart N. Lake wrote a biography on Wyatt Earp in 1931 called Wyatt Earp Frontier Marshal. It was a bestseller. And mostly fictional. Uh, Mostly just made it up. He did sit sit down with Wyatt Earp for some interviews before he died. But uh, historians now go, yeah, the book was mostly bullshit. Mostly made up. In fact... At the gunfight at the OK Corral, Wyatt Earp was barely involved. It was mostly his brothers who were the right. actual marshals and shit of the town. Uh, Wyatt Earp was just basically on the sidelines. Uh, yeah. I don't think he even fired a gun in the gunfight of the OK Corral. But uh, he's the one that everyone <laughs> remembers because Hollywood, yeah. basically.
0: He did have his hand on the butt of his gun during the fight, but I think that was the extent. Um, I, I just wanted to throw this out, um, just any a chance to attack a Republican. Uh, years ago, um, and what what got me started on this whole Wild West thing was Bob Schieffer, who is a well-known um, news uh, reporter, or he, has his, he had his own show for a while. Uh, he was interviewing uh, Senator, for, former Senator Rick Santorum from Pennsylvania. And Schieffer says, does it bother you or does it worry you that we may be going backwards, that we're going back to the day of the OK Corral in the Old West where everybody carried a gun? Is that where we're headed? Is that where we're headed? And Rick Santorum goes, you know, everybody romanticizes the OK Corral and all the things that happened. But crimes were really not very prevalent back then. Why? Because people carried guns. So, obviously, he didn't know his history, his Old West history, any better than I did. Mm.
1: By the way, did you know that in 1881, Tombstone had Mm -hmm. fancy restaurants, a bowling alley, four churches, an ice house, a school, an opera house, two banks, three newspapers, an ice cream parlor, along with 110 saloons, 14 gambling halls... And, of course, numerous brothels.
0: Yes! I would have been too tired to fight, but I had no idea about the 110 saloons. Good for them. Yeah. Um,
1: now, today in Tombstone, you don't even need a permit to carry around a
0: firearm. Yeah.
1: Now, of course, it's like all things, the gun control in the Wild West wasn't always perfectly enforced, but statistics from those days show that Next to drunken disorderly conduct, the most common cause of arrest in the Wild West was illegally carrying a firearm.
0: Try that shit today. Try arresting one person today and see what happens, especially in the West.
1: Now, we have to wonder, why did they enforce gun control in the Wild West? Why did the sheriffs and the marshals take gun control seriously? You know, uh, uh, despite your Rick Santorums of the world who say more guns equals less crime, in the Wild West they obviously knew, no, that's fucking not true. (laughs) You have guns, people shoot each other, and then I've got to do all this paperwork. So, fuck that shit. Let's just take guns away from people. Oh, look at that. There's less gun violence. Imagine that. (laughs) Americans 150 years ago were obviously a lot smarter than Americans... Are generally today on this issue.
0: It's all the lead in the water. No, but, but, um, I mean, well, yeah, we've said it ad nauseum, but yeah, the more guns you have, potentially the more problems you have. And so it's, it's, at some point it becomes a matter of numbers. It's not, that's, it's an oversimplification, but yeah, more guns, more problems.
1: Guess how many murders a year there was on average in the frontier wild west towns
0: oh that's i don't it says a mm, hundred
1: a year I don't know. according to historians who've studied this on average there mm-hmm. were less than two murders a year in frontier towns
0: we beat that in two hours every day here now
1: now their populations were obviously small but nevertheless it wasn't like it's depicted you know fucking news alert it wasn't like you see it in the movies kids (laughs) Uh, shocker (laughs) there were no places where duels at high noon were commonplace in fact they almost never occurred now why is our image of the wild west so wrong I think it's largely for the same reason that these towns adopted gun control laws in the first place. I mean, A, it was to cut down on violence, but B, it was about economic development. They, they wanted to build these little towns into cities. Right. Residents wanted it- limits on guns in public because they wanted to attract civilised folk from the from the city, business people, to come out and open banks and open fashion stores. And if the place is just a violent orgy... Or an orgy says of cool. violence. Says, well, right, right. You know, no prospective store owner is going to move to right. Deadwood if he's likely to be robbed at gunpoint when he took his daily earnings to the bank. So they were like, yeah. "No, guns bad. We need to get rid of the guns yeah. out of the city so people feel safe." Here we are, 150 years later, and Americans are like, "Guns make you safe." That's right. uh, not, <laughs> yeah. not according to the people of the Wild West.
0: Well, and I think you're right. I mean, if you move into an area and you start to develop it, you start to build buildings and you want to, quote, unquote, civilize it, The one of the first things you do is you do whatever you can to decrease violence because obviously if it's very violent, it's not civilized. And so that's what you do. Between that and trying to make money, you're absolutely right. You, it's It's about getting to the basics and making the place safe.
1: Now, once these frontier towns closed... And they tried to f- attract tourism. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they did was glorify this supposedly uh, violent past that they had uh, yeah. in order to get people to come and see it. But, they, but gunfights were extremely rare in frontier towns. Um, but these days, if you go to the OK Corral, I think you can see a reenactment of one right. every, every hour on the hour.
0: Jeez. And, of course, Hollywood. Go get some lunch, come back and see a shootout. Yeah, yeah. And this period around
1: World War Two and onwards, sort of the 30s and onwards, there's glorification in Hollywood films of the Wild West and the Cowboys and John Wayne and um, mm-hmm. this glorification of rough, tough Americans, killing the engines and uh, becoming the, 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 I don't know, whatever of the, of the day. There was this deliberate, uh, in many ways, um, we, we, have, we have evidence for that, uh, deliberate use of Hollywood as a propaganda tool, partially to make Americans feel better about themselves during the Great Depression, partly to bolster mm-hmm. their confidence going into World War II, uh, and to, you know, get them to forget about the economic struggles and the fact that their kids were dying in the front, and you know, make war whether right. it's against the Indians or uh, whatever, the Japs, yeah. the 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 Hun, to make it look noble. Mm. This 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 connection of violence and nobility was a theme in a lot of Hollywood movies, uh, and and you know, this it's not just the the Wild West films, even. You know, the swashbuckling, sword-fighting pirate movies and all of that kind of stuff. Right. There was always the hero with a weapon who right. saves the damsel in distress and kills all the bad guys, whether they're pirates or engines or japs. Uh, you know, and that, I think, over generation after generation has had an impact on the American national psyche however I will say that yeah. we watch those same movies as well and I'm sure they mm-hmm. did in England and other places around the world like I grew up watching all of those same films and yet I don't think it had the same uh, effect on the national right. psyche of these other countries because maybe we saw it well that's that's how they do it in America in America you watch it and they yeah. say that's how we do
0: um, exactly
1: so i think it may be different but it, it, we we can watch the same content but we don't personally associate with it
0: yeah i think what's in it what's in an import it, it affects you differently yeah for us as far as we know the average american and i and i'm trying to be nice here but when we see something like that or we're like oh this is semi-historical or whatever we probably just assumed it was mostly true with a little bit of fluff here and there we you know We probably just assumed that. And so we incorporated it into our character, into our psyche.
1: Yeah. Now, the the story of guns, as we can see from the Wild West example, the story of guns in America is far more complex, and I think surprising than we're often led to believe. They've always had a right to bear arms, but you've also always had gun control at the same time, Mm -hmm. which doesn't get talked about, I think, enough in general debate. Now, here's, a, here's a, a staggering and important fact when we're talking about contemporary issue. 80% of gun homicides, the ten to 11,000 gun homicides a year that you have in the United States, are gang-related. Mm. According to the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, gang homicides accounted for roughly 8,900 of the 11,100 gun murders in 2011.
0: Yeah. Now, that is just far removed. I mean, I grew up on Air Force bases, and now I live in the middle of nowhere. I have no direct or indirect experience with gangs and inner city strife and stuff like that. So that that is something that is completely beyond my experience. Hmm.
1: Now that means if you take eight thousand nine hundred away from eleven thousand one hundred, it means that there are twenty two hundred non-gang related firearm murders, right, a year, um, in a country of three hundred million people and three hundred million guns. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds a lot less of an issue than ten to eleven thousand gun deaths a year, but it's still right a lot more than the five that they have in the UK. 60 million right. people in the UK, they have five gun homicides a year. They say, okay, America's 300 million versus 60 million, so it's five times as many. Five fives are 25. So if you expand the UK gun death out to the same population as the US, you still end up with... Uh, a big difference between 25 and 2,200. But... right you know i think gang related gun deaths uh, should be an issue i don't think we can write it off uh cities such as chicago detroit philadelphia los angeles cleveland and new orleans all have very high per capita murder rates and police in those cities estimate that somewhere between 65 and 85% of all murders in those cities are gang related
0: but you know what it, we it, yeah go, sorry no, I was just going to ask, and again, I, I really have no experience of this. I mean, is it over turf? Are they trying to, and I'm just going to fall back on the movies, I apologize. Is it about controlling turf so you can shake people down, so you, can, so you can sell drugs, so you can whatever? I mean, is it just a matter of two gangs protecting their territory, expanding almost like a miniature war? I mean, why in the hell are these guys and girls going at each other at such a, at such a rate?
1: According to law enforcement officials, no. Mm-hmm. It's not over turf. It's not over drug profits. Okay. Again, that's Hollywood. Right. It's mostly uh, over shoes or what somebody said to somebody else's girlfriend at a party uh, or what they posted on Instagram these days. Right. Uh, according to, again, cops, they are what would you would consider as minor disputes. Which turn into deadly standoffs. Somebody says, "Don't look at my girlfriend." The other guy goes, "Fuck you." The other guy pulls out a gun. The other guy pulls out a gun. All of a sudden, shots are fired.
0: So there's no moder. There's no moderate. There's no mediation. There's no half response. It's all or nothing for these very. I'm, I'm assuming young people, uneducated, very little life experience. It's just about kill or be killed, it almost yeah. sounds like.
1: Yeah, it's Jeez. like, you know, that's the that's the world they live in. You're right. expected to be tough and the way you do that is you pull a gun, stick it in somebody's Damn. face. Um, right. Now, you know, we have gangs too in Australia. I'm sure they have gangs in the UK and Canada. America's not unique in the fact that it has gangs. We all have gangs. A lot of our gun homicides are gang-related. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I get into conversations with people sometimes on Facebook and whatever and talking about guns in the US and they go, well, you know, it's okay. It's mostly gangs. And I go, that's a little bit fucking racist, actually. You're essentially <laughs> yeah. saying, oh, it's all right. It's just black kids. Uh, don't worry about it. Jeez. Um, yes, you are. Don't, no, don't, no, don't say, that don't go, no, I'm not, I'm not racist, it's just facts. <laughs> yeah, it is facts, but when you diminish the importance of it, it's it's really because they're just blacks and doesn't affect right. you. I mean, these are people in your society that are killing each yeah. other uh, over mostly minor reasons, uh, and they're able to do that in those sorts of numbers, because they have access to guns. And we'll get into some of the racial issues on this uh, later on. But uh, I wanted to point out that 90% of the zip codes where you have mass shootings in the United States have higher-than-average poverty rates.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: Three-quarters of the victims of mass shootings in 2015... Where race could be identified were black. Right. Black Americans are six to ten times more likely to die from gun violence
0: than white people. Damn. Now. Almost makes you hopeless.
1: Yeah. That's an issue. I think there should be an issue. And I really, if you're going, well, they're just, you know, they're just blacks, they're just gangs. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. you need to yeah, seriously question, <laughs> yeah, what you what need what pull what, back what, what you're saying there, um, yeah. or just be a fucking racist and own up. That's okay. Just go, yeah, I'm a racist. Fuck you, and that's fine. I'll have a lot more respect for you than if you try and yeah. you know, dodge the issue here. Um, <clears throat> well, I want to talk about the mass the how. Mass shootings affect the national American psyche. We'll get into the Second Amendment in the next episode. We, this is a question that I asked in the first few episodes. Like the, the 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 national psyche in America. We 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 looked at the fact that there's no mass shootings techn- effectively in the UK, Australia, Canada. Since we put out our uh, show in Canada, I've heard from a few of our Canadian listeners who say, "Yeah, it's like." Not just not something that ever comes up here. You, you only with regards to the United States, Canada. We don't have mass shootings, so we don't even think about it. Um, and I posed the question um, somewhat rhetorically in the previous episodes: uh, how it affects the national psyche. I wanted to quote um, Christopher Renwood, who wrote on our Facebook page. Uh, Disclaimer, in no way is this meant to diminish the agony and suffering of the wounded, the killed, and the friends and families of those hurt in previous incidents. That being said, Mm -hmm. we are all already victims of these shootings. Our entire society is already a victim. The fear is always in the back of your mind when going to a concert or to a theatre. In a department store, Mm -hmm. while holiday shopping, you see someone acting sketch, and the first thought is, do I need to get out of here? It's a collective national trauma. And to some degree, everyone is victimized every time there's a mass shooting. Of course, we're afraid that someone we know will be hurt and it just keeps happening. According to one psychologist, Sheila Roach, from uh, Emory University, who does a lot of PTSD and ex- anxiety treatments, been doing that for 20 years. Uh, mm-hmm. She says there's a growing acceptance of mass shootings in America and it has a numbing effect on the society people become less trusting of each other right does that resonate with with you oh hell yeah
0: I mean, we've gotten to the point at our work where we joke about not upsetting anybody because you don't know what's going to happen next. or You don't know what anybody's capable of anymore. But no, as far as the numbing, that has totally taken hold. And now and when you feel when you have that kind of numbness, you just feel helpless, like this is never going to change. And I do not have the power to make a change.
1: Yeah, I think. And I hear that a lot. This is never going to change. I hear that a lot from Americans. More now than I did five or ten years ago,
0: Mm -hmm. uh, I
1: think people have given up. And, uh, you know, I worry for Americans about what that's going to do to your national psyche. According to a 2017 Gallup poll, 40% of Americans are worried that either they or someone they love will be a victim in a mass shooting. Mm Mm-hmm. So what does America's inability to remove mass shootings from your culture say about your national psyche? Um, to many people around the world looking at America, right. you appear batshit insane. I'm not sure if Americans understand that. I, mean, I know I've mentioned that on previous episodes. But from where we sit with no mass shootings and we look at you with one almost every day, mm-hmm. you look like uh, just a country that's out of control it looks like it's uh i don't know the wild west Uh, it looks like it's uh i'm trying to think of an analogy i mean it's just it's it's crazy literally crazy
0: Now you can't even say the Wild West because they did a better job than than we do. But the real question, if I was outside of America, it's like, do you love guns that much that you're not willing to do anything about maybe parting with them to some degree to avoid all these killings? It makes it look like we'd rather go on suffering with random killings than give up our guns. That's probably not true, but it, it easily appears that way.
1: Yeah, and I know that not all Americans are pro-guns. I know a lot of Americans are pro-gun control, but you're not doing anything about it.
0: Exactly. You're not organized. That's
1: working. Anyway, yeah, you're not organized, particularly compared to the yeah. NRA, and we're, we're going to go into detail on the NRA organization in one of these episodes. Um, So, you know, from the outside looking in, we think you're crazy. Now, That affects how America is perceived in general, America's role Mm -hmm. in the world, uh, Americans as a people in general. And it has to affect the way that Americans think about themselves and about each other. If you can't even stop your citizens from buying weapons of mass killing and using them, what does that say about your values as a
0: society? I, yeah. I do not have a, a, a response to that. I mean, because even back when the 70s, because you and I have done the uh, the other shows where we're talking about the CIA is overthrowing governments. America wanted to believe, yeah, parts of our government or maybe our government are assholes. But the average American is like, get along, just leave people alone, let them do what they want. But even that, you can't, we can't even claim that anymore because more and more of us are taking up guns and not killing people that have wronged us but we are killing absolute strangers that we've never met before. I mean, it, yeah, you, you no longer have to piss anybody off to have a decent chance to to die. You could just be in the wrong place at the wrong time, um, and it can still happen. So, I, I yeah, I, I live in Nelson County, middle of nowhere. I'm not moving anytime soon because nothing ever happens here, and I want to keep it that way.
1: And by nothing, you're including... How much work you do on these shows as well, Ron? Right? Absolutely, mm,
0: You mm. got that right.
1: A 2011 survey of 28 countries over five continents found that a major distinction in from country to country regarding firearm regulation is whether civilian gun ownership is seen as a right or a privilege.
0: Mm.
1: Now, there were only two countries out of the 28 that they studied where guns were seen as being a basic right. Can you guess what those two were?
0: Two countries. Um I know that the United States, Mexico and Guatemala has in their constitutions the right to bear arms.
1: Interesting. I don't know about Mexico and Guatemala. According to this study, the only two were the United States and Yemen. Hmm. And the United States is currently supporting the Saudis and wiping Yemen off the face of the map, so uh, you'll be alone. I think you didn't like the competition. Right. Uh, you go, Yemen, <laughs> no, nah, we want to yeah. stand alone on this issue. Fuck you.
0: We're number one.
1: In the remaining yeah. countries that this study looked at, uh, civilian firearm ownership is considered a privilege. And they expect it to be restricted and uh, regulated by governments. Now, of course, Americans like to point to the Second Amendment of your Constitution, which Mm -hmm. protects the rights of the people to keep and bear arms. Now, we will get into that in more detail In the next episode,
0: a quick question Is there anything Americans don't see as their right? I'm coming up blank. (laughs) We are just spoiled. (laughs) Anyway, good question.
1: I'll we'll have to think about yeah. that. Uh, before we uh, close off this episode, I want to thank uh, all of our subscribers. So obviously um, at the beginning of the gun control series, we moved this show to a subscription model like some of our other shows. Uh, I want to thank the following people who have uh, signed up uh, between then and now as members. I want to thank them. we call them your, we call them our bullshit fighters. And uh, the bronze oh bullshit fighters are Jeremy Kulberg, Mark Phillipson, Premrose, Sharma, Adam Wickoff, Dan Jones, Guitar, Susan Greeson, Margaret Cotty, Leonard Johnson, Amon Buskin, Simon Hubbard, Ulf Bengiston, Rodolfo Robles, Stephen Petrie, Dane Forsyth, Tape Me, Maxim Vaskov. Uh, Nabil Ghazal, Stephanie Knoll, Michael Clark, Struen Stringer Wright, Ulf Lindblad. We've got two Ulfs. There you go. Can, can't have too many Ulfs. No. Uh, Jonathan De Beer, Tony Kusinen, Jacopo Novelli. Uh, Jacopo, uh, I've been emailing with him recently. He's an Italian living in the south of France near saint remy de provence uh, which, unfortunately, we're not going to get to on this tour next year, but uh, we should get there sometime. He's going to look after us. Yeah. Um, Angus yeah. McClement, uh, Joshua Keo, Wes Bailey, Leo Frank, Simon Ockwell, Howard Greason, Killian Devrient, Matthew Drew, Stephen Court, Ruth Berger, Stuart Modesthead, Jesse Proctor, Michael Roberts, Matthew Hoff, uh, NBS Boar, Natalie Jabirat. Craig Reardon, David no- Novakovich, uh, Wolf Lorien, Dylan Harrington, Christopher Black, Dick Newman, Callum Reed, Corey White, Martin Gannon, James King. Gus Hammer, David Mills, Martin Trummer, Christopher Black, John Forrest, Raul, Christopher Christopherson, Alon Tatsis, Chris Taylor, Mike Pennell, Kingsley Webster, Stephen Corp, Michael Kelly, Lucas Gendron, Helen Retskin, Matthew Zichalovsky, Orlando Kiddo Floyd, Jen Connell, Mike Jones, and Matt Neville. Golf clap, bronze subscribers. Thank you. Thank you for your uh, generous donation of ninety nine cents a month. Uh, silver subscribers, <laughs> David Riley, Chris Gluck, Chris Gulch, Chris Gluck. Anyway, Chris, I can't remember how you, you said him really. If I missed, if I copied and pasted that, role, forgive me. Local Brisbane boy, <laughs> maker of cheesecake. Um, Chris Prestige, Liam Bustle, Colin Prestridge, Robert Young, Ben Fanjoy, Padrag uh Matthew Williams, Andrew Geerland David Dallas, Penny Meddings, Claire Hodges, Ishmael Strela. You still there, Ray? I think I lost Ray. Fuck it. Sam Norderman, Timothy Burlingham. You still there, Ray? Rod I am now, yes. Uh, Rod, Todd Hunter, Stephen Lynch, Alan Watkins, Stephen Cross, Ant Watkin, uh, blah, blah, blah Sam Scott, Mark Lapoya, Lapola Poya, La Hoya, it's like La Hoya, but it's Lapoya. Christian Ooh. Fossum, Jeffrey Lund, Paul Keys, David Drummond, Robert Young, Ken Du Book, Viv Sony, Mark McCallum, Claire Levy. Derek Gross, Stephen Lynch, Alan Watkins again. Shit, Alan, I put you down twice. Oh well. Stephen Cross, Sam Scott, Luckman. Oh, I've repeated a whole bunch of fucking names here. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Lund, I did. Paul Keyes, I did. Marshall, Jan Kriegsman, David Shafee, Lars Harrisgaard, Nicholas Ferrara, Jan Ingerman, uh, Michael Swenson, Quentin Weber, Carl Lich- L- Lille- Lillevist. Uh, Carl contributed some content to this uh, these episodes, which I'll get to later. Jerry Kelleher, Martin Darlington, MD, Old Brad Puskarika, Rafid Haidar, Bob Compare, Emily Cropley, Andy Gulden, and Paddy Beer and Michael Balagula, Count Dragula. Cool name. Uh, thank nice. you, silver subscribers. Golf clap. Uh, gold. Yarn Albright, Curtis Jensen, coming to hang out with us in Raleigh, North Carolina, for a stogie. Big Kurt. Nice. Big Kurt. I've (laughs) known Kurt like Facebook friends for 10 years. Um, Never met in person. Chrissy's met him, but I haven't. So we're looking forward to that. Michael Ferreira, Sean Fisher, Anthony Darr, Kane Kelfkins, our uh, jewellery buddy from Sydney. Simon Connell, Anthony Darr, James Henning. T, Timbo. Timbo not dead, uh, we'd like to point out. (laughs) I think that's. I assume it's uh, Tim, uh, unless we have got Tim. another heading. Don standing and Kevin. I think it's supposed to be trip. Kevin, but it, you, you put you typed it in as T T I P P. So tip, Kevin tip. <laughs> <coughs> There's a stutter. Let's not pick. Gold oh, subscribers, that. thank you. And our adamantium, Wolverine style, uh, Wolverine claw level uh, subscribers. <laughs> Simon Vesey, Bradley McLean Mc- or McKeon? I don't know. Is, is that an E or an I? Or an I or Both. A, can't tell if it's a lowercase L or an ca- uppercase I, Bradley, but right. Bradley Mack, we'll just call you that. Love you. Yeah. yeah. John McLean, Kylie Semister, Adrian Smith, Nick Duncan, Darren Bostock, Annalise Villapa. and ooh. Jacob Dunn. Okay. So, fucking well done, Adam ooh, subscribers. Ooh, Thank ooh, you. Ooh i uh, got a review to read, too. This is an Australian review uh, from our regular reviewer, Bullfrog at Hunter, locked and loaded. Having, having thoroughly enjoyed the first season, round two of the premium content is excellent, tackling a most topical issue being gun violence and gun control around the Western world. With their usual musical interludes, Ray and Cam tackle the issue from many angles, presenting a view that is backed by statistics top-notch. Well, there's no music today, basically because I broke my uh, music playing software just oh. before we started recording, so won't be any music for a while till I fucking fix that. Thanks very much. <laughs> Uh, sound siphon app developers for your upgrade which broke everything this morning you cunts. Uh, but Bullfrog Hunter send me an email, we'll send you a token of our appreciation. I think you've already got one from another show, but hey you get the get the collection. Yeah. Get the whole get the yeah. whole lot. Man. Get the set. Get That's the right. set, yeah. The I don't set. even remember who Bullfrog at Hunter is, but uh my you know, I can apologies. I know that I know and we've had this conversation, yeah. but I can't remember even who Ray is most of the we'll, time. So We
0: will we'll put something special in your next mode. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh,
1: That's episode 2.4. We'll be back with talk about the Second Amendment in 2.5. Bye, Ray.
0: Bullshit, bullshit,
1: bullshit, 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 bullshit,